Welcome to Homegrown Conversations, a collaboration between KFSK and Petersburg Public Library. I'm Kari Peterson, and on today's show, Farragut Farm Talks Garlic. I'll be talking with Bo Barsano about growing garlic. Bo and his partner, Marius Metz, are owner-operators of Farragut Farm, and together they produce amazing locally grown produce for Petersburg. Welcome, Bo. Hi, Kari. Thanks for having me. We're really excited to be on the show. We listen to it all the time. Well, thank you. And I'm so excited to have you too. And just so our listeners know, Bo is actually calling in to Zoom from Farragut Farm. And um, so if you hear some wobbles in the audio, that's what it is. <laughs> so um, let's jump right in here. So. Um, when do you plant garlic? Um, that's a complicated question, but the simple answer is um, for most types of garlic, like you would in, in Southeast Alaska, uh, you would fall plant them. And uh, it depends on the variety that you're growing, uh, what month you would actually do that in and also how much you have to plant, uh, how big a job it is. If you, you know, for us at the at Farragut Farm, we have enough to plant that we're actually starting earlier than most home gardeners would and trying to finish up uh, sometime in October. Um, but generally the planting window is anywhere from the very end of August to about mid-October, I would say. Okay. And um, so can you talk about the different types, um, the difference between hard neck and soft neck? I can, yeah. Although I can't say too much about soft neck because we don't grow it. Um, and I would say that for most people, you're probably better off ignoring soft necks as a home uh, a home gardener um, the hard necks are kind of better quality as far as eating goes and maybe a little bit easier probably not really easier to grow but um, maybe a little more suited for our climate um, but a hard so I'll I'll just skip the soft necks okay talk sure. more about hard neck but hard necks uh, the main difference is uh, hardnecks send up a flower stalk and they have a central stalk that is, is real stiff. It's like a, a flower stem that goes up through the whole plant. Um, and that's, and softnecks don't have that. So that's the big difference as far as the structure of the plant. And they tend to, hardnecks tend to break into fewer cloves. So just to get our term straight, a bulb of garlic is what you would buy at the store. That's the entire head. And then the clove is each division of that bulb. And the clove is actually a tiny little garlic plant complete with roots and leaves and, and a, um, an embryo stem in there too. Um, so you're basically transplanting you're not planting seed you're planting that clove 
from, you know, you divide the bulb up into all of its cloves and then you plant the individual cloves and each clove that you plant gives you another garlic plant. Wow. So I just, I just learned that today. Um, (laughs) So that is what you plant. So I guess I have a question about that also is, um, do you, do you save this year's, save some of your garlic this year to replant? Well, you can. Um, we always plant pretty much only our own seeds. So we're saving back all of the cloves from this year's crop to plant this fall and get next year's crop. But you could also buy cloves of garlic or, or bulbs of garlic divided into the cloves and cloves and plant those. Um, and there's a number of places you can get that. Um, I wouldn't recommend getting it from the grocery store. I would, you know, trying to plant grocery store garlic, you pretty much want to go to a reputable um, seed supplier who's growing garlic specifically for seed and then go through their catalog and pick a variety that you, that's been recommended to you to work well in Southeast Alaska or get it from a friend or neighbor who has a variety that they've had good luck with, or you can get it from us too. Um, you know, we, any of the garlic that we sell would make good seed garlic as well. Nice. Okay. Um, so when you plant, um, do you add any nutrient to the bed when you plant in the fall? Um, that's kind of a complicated question. We uh, Garlic is definitely a heavy feeder, meaning that it needs a real nice uh, fertile soil in order to get good-sized bulbs. Um, so... Yeah, I wouldn't say we add, well, that's not entirely true. We do um, top dress with compost um, after planting, immediately after planting, we'll either put a, a thick layer of compost over it or seaweed. Um, okay. Partly that acts as mulch to get it through the winter, you know, a little protection because these cloves have to last through a bunch of freeze thaw cycles in the soil and still be alive in the spring. Um, So a little extra layer on top of them is super helpful. And if that's a a layer that provides some fertility, it's even better. But um, I would say in order to have good, good quality garlic growing soil, that just adding some fertility in the fall is is not going to be super helpful. Like you need to have prepared your soil uh, well ahead of time. And we actually uh, go through an entire year of cover cropping and fertility building before we plant garlic in, in the soil. So it does, it pays off to really do a good job job with your soil fertility building before you uh, grow garlic and not just throw something on the, in the fall and hope for the best. But if you're um, 
wanting to plant garlic and you ha don't have a super fertile soil, that will, that will do nothing but help to do some fertility in the fall. Okay. So um, can you tell me a little bit about the nutrient building that you do ahead of time? Yeah, so we we're on kind of a rotation with the garlic with other crops, basically a three-year rotation. So every third year, garlic will be planted in uh, any given plot or field, whatever you want to call it, or bed. Um, and the year before we're planting the garlic in that bed, the early spring as early as we can, we will uh, plant a cover crop in it, let that grow to maturity. And there, there are always cover crops that have uh, nitrogen fixing plants in them, in the mix. And then we'll suppress that cover crop, either cut it down or cover it with tarps um, and kind of have it, you know, all die on top of the bed and then immediately after it's suppressed or cut down, we'll put another cover crop in it. And we'll do that as many times during that year, uh, as many cycles of cover crops as we can do. It usually works out to, to three. And the last one, we suppress it with a tarp um, at full maturity and it makes kind of a, a homegrown mulch over the bed and we actually plant garlic directly through that mulch. Um, and it kind of provides some of the shielding from the cold for the garlic to make it through the winter. So it is a, a cover crop that the cover crops build nutrition, but they also put a bunch of unbroken down uh, organic matter on the surface of the bed. It looks very straw-like. Um, and provide a nice thick mulch to help the garlic get through the winter. Wow. Okay. I did not know all that. <laughs> That's a lot of work. Well, well, you don't necessarily have to do that. I mean, that's just a program that works good for us. But, you know, the main thing is if you're a gardener and you're probably familiar with, you know, whatever fertility program that you have, soil fertility program that you have that works to make a really good soil. And just before you plant the garlic, make sure you've done whatever you need to do to have a nice rich soil. Nice. Okay. So do you leave your garlic beds open to the weather? Um, no, we don't. At least we try not to as much as we can, at least through the winter. Um, we have, uh, they're called high tunnels, but they're basically plastic covered greenhouses and they move on track. So we can <clears throat> plant garlic in a plot and then roll a high tunnel greenhouse over it um, and leave that garlic covered for most of the winter. We found that if you cover it for too long, it will emerge too early. So at some point, we actually remove the high tunnel from covering the garlic and put it somewhere else uh, and 
kind of slow the garlic down a little bit in the spring so it doesn't emerge too early. Um, but yeah, it's protected for most of the winter. You don't necessarily have to do that. A lot of people don't and just grow it outside and it works just fine. Um, but in order to have like a really predictable uh, crop that you can count on some kind of coverage uh, through the winter and even later on in the year really does help to keep it drier, especially if we have a really wet year. A lot of people um, use what's called IRT, which is a, a plastic mulch, and you can cut holes in it uh, for the garlic plants to come up through. Uh, and that kind of provides the same function, but it's a, a piece of plastic that goes directly over the growing surface with holes cut in it for each individual plant to come up through. Okay. Okay, so um, so Bo, in the spring, do you do anything to your garlic? Anything special in the spring? Um, we do give it a little bit of uh, fish meal, uh, which is almost pure nitrogen. There's a few other trace things in it, but that kind of gives it a little boost. Um, around here with so much winter rain, a lot of the nitrogen that's free in the soil will be washed out by spring. So giving them some <clears throat> a real quick you know, something that gives them a burst of nitrogen in the spring for their spring growth before the compost and all the other things that are more locked up into the soil. Uh, you know, those will start releasing nutrients a little bit later in the year, but fish meal is like real easy and soluble and, and, and it gets absorbed super quick. So um, that's all we do in the spring, but otherwise we're just relying on the fertility that we've already built up in the soil the previous year. Okay. So um, next I have to ask about garlic scapes. Um, I really yeah. enjoyed getting these in my, in my, um, in my uh, vegetables that I've been getting from you this summer. Um, so what, tell us what part of the plant is a garlic scape? So the scape is that flower stalk that we were talking about earlier that only really occurs in hardneck garlics. Um, basically, it emerges out of the top of the plant when the plant is almost mature, um, and it comes out straight up. And it and it's different in different varieties, but they basically make a curl. Um, some varieties make a real curly cue, like a pig's tail or something. And on the end of that scape, if you allow it to fully develop, it will produce a flower head. And the last thing it does um, in its growth pattern is straighten out all those curly cues and stick straight up in the air. And the garlic plants with a scape on them can be really tall. Uh, it's kind of exciting to leave them on there because it makes a really pretty plant, but it will, if you do leave the scape on the plant, it will reduce the, the ultimate size that the bulb will be. 
because the plant just starts putting energy into developing that scape. Um, so generally most growers will snip off the scapes and they're really good to eat. So it's, it's beneficial to do that in a couple different ways. But if you do leave it on, <clears throat> it, will, it will straighten out all those curls, stand up straight, make a flower head on the very top of it, and it will produce what's called bulbils as well, which are basically tiny little garlic cloves at the very top of the plant. They look just like a miniature garlic clove. And you can actually, if you let them fully mature, you can actually plant those to propagate more garlic. Um, and depending on your specific variety of garlic, um, they can have anywhere, you know, each flower head can have anywhere from, oh, it could be like 10 or 15 bulbils to well over 100, maybe even you know, 150 or 200. Um, the problem with propagating garlic this way is that <clears throat> it usually takes a few years. It, the, the, the flowers that have hundreds of bulbils are going to be very small, like the size of a grain of rice or something. And in order for those to have the energy to produce a full-size garlic bulb, you'll have to replant them for two or three years. So it's more of a long process. The ones that only have eight or ten bulbils on the top, you can replant those and it might only take a year or two and you have a nice big garlic bulb. But um, it is a way to propagate, another way to propagate garlic that is a good way to increase the quantity of garlic that you have really rapidly. Okay. Wow. So we'll have <laughs> it gets to, complicated. Yeah, you you plant from the scape you or from the flower escape, then you would have to wait a couple of years to get your garlic. But if you plant from the clove then you can harvest in that same year? Yeah. You're, basically, it's all about the size of the bulb that each method will produce. A nice big garlic clove is going to, if it gets everything else it needs, is going to produce a nice big garlic bulb the next year. So if you're planting garlic a garlic variety that generally divides into say eight um eight cloves each bulb divides into eight cloves you will be able to produce eight garlic plants from one bulb that you planted the previous year um if you go with the bulb bills you're going to produce however many that particular garlic variety has in its flower head you know it might be a hundred from one plant instead of the eight that you got from the, the cloves but you will have to dig them up at the end of the fall the next year replant them again <laughs> and 
and continue the process until you get the size of the bulbs of bulbs that you want. Um, and they get bigger every year. Like they, they just get bigger and bigger and bigger until you get a full size bulb. Okay. That, that It's kind of complicated. It's sort of a hard thing to describe, but it's not like you just leave the bulb in the ground for several years. You have to dig it up, um, divide it if it needs dividing and replant it. Okay. Well, so if you're going to snip the scape, um, when do you know you, you need to snip it before the flower blooms? When's the best yeah, time? You wanna, yeah, you definitely want to snip it well before it's putting any serious amount of energy into the flower. Um, we usually let ours grow into one curl um, and then snip it. And that's, you know, it depends, it depends on the variety. Uh, but I would say as a rule of thumb, you're looking to snip it when it's about, oh, if you stretched it out, probably eight inches long, something like that. Um, each variety is going to be a little different. So it's hard to give a generalization about what exactly you're looking for. But when you go to snip them, you should be able to just break them off. Um, with your fingers. You don't have to use clippers or anything like that. If you wait too long, they're going to get much tougher and then you will have to use clippers and that's too late. Like it's, it's not really edible anymore and it's already put a bunch of energy into developing that scape that it would have put into making a bigger bulb. So there is a sweet spot in there when it's big enough that it's a nice size thing to eat um but before it gets tough and takes too much energy from the bulb okay yeah i personally love those i had we put them in ramen we fried rice yeah um scrambled egg yeah, <laughs> yeah they're really good yeah it's yeah it's a little different than than regular garlic. It's a little they're a little milder and and greener and fresher. They're they're they are really nice. Yeah. So, um how do you know when the bulbs that are left in the ground, how do you know when they're ready to harvest? Um again, that's kind of a judgment call based on what variety you have. Um one thing I would say is that it's very different if you're growing them outside without a cover on them. So that is one thing we do with our rolling high tunnel greenhouses is right about the time that they start scaping, we will cover them again and leave them covered until we harvest them. And that's mainly to dry everything out and to make sure there's not water intrusion inside the bulbs that could cause rot that's you know rot issues and mold issues and fungus issues like everything else in gardens in southeast alaska that's mostly what you have to worry about with garlic and it's all about them being too wet you know you should you should plant them in as well drained as soils as you have and um think about the possibility of putting a cover over them as soon as they start to show signs of scaping. Um, 
And like I said, leave that cover over them until you're ready to harvest. And if they're, if they're covered, your harvest window is a lot longer than if they're not covered. If your garlic is out in the rain, you're going to have to um, harvest it a little bit on the early side. Or you're risking water intrusion into that bulb, which causes all kinds of problems. So um, if they're uncovered, you should be looking... Basically, the way garlic starts to die back in the fall and show signs of being ready is the leaves will die from the bottom up. So about the time that the scapes start to show, you'll probably get a bottom leaf that's browning up and, and drying up and dying. Um, when the scapes, about the time when you're clipping them, the They'll probably be two leaves dead. And then about the time that they're mature, you're going to want to count from the top down. And you want to have a certain number of leaves remaining that are still green on the plant. So you're not counting dead leaves up from the bottom. You're counting green leaves down from the top. And we usually shoot for five to seven green leaves remaining on the plant. Um, the reason you do this, or the reason you're shooting for that specific number is each leaf continues down the stem and wraps around the bulb. And when you, like when you buy garlic from the store or whatever, and you're peeling it, you'll notice that there's these outer wrappers of papery, like oniony skin over the bulb. Each one of those represents um, a green leaf on a, on a garlic plant. If you wait till all the leaves are dead on your plant, it's going to be very much over mature and all of the wrappers are, will be compromised and starting to decompose. Um, so you want to end up with five or six good wrappers around your garlic bulb when you harvest it. So again, look for those five or six or seven green leaves that are on the top. And that's a pretty good indication of when to harvest. And I would say if you're growing your garlic outside with no cover, shoot for the high end, like harvest at seven green leaves or maybe even eight green leaves. Um, if you have it under cover and it's nice and dry, you can let it go a little bit longer and go for more like five green leaves or six green leaves. Um, any more than that, and you're probably going to start having the bulb, a certain percentage of the bulbs, even if they're covered, starting to split open, which you don't want. Um, so yeah, if you if they're under cover. They, you can let them stay in the ground for quite a bit longer. I would say even up to two weeks longer than you could if they're growing outside. And that's when they, the bulbs really size up. Like they're sizing up. Uh, they start sizing up at scape formation and it really accelerates towards the end of their uh, growth cycle. So the longer you can leave them in the ground, the bigger they'll be. So if you're after big garlic bulbs, 
you're better off covering them and, you know, counting uh, down about five green leaves. Does that make sense? It's kind of a long-winded, complicated explanation, but no, that that makes great sense, and I love the explanation about the, the leaves that are still alive. So, can you tell us about? We're running out of time here, but can you tell us about storing the garlic once you harvest it? Yeah, storing is tricky here in Southeast Alaska because, you know, everything's wet and it's hard to get things to dry out. Um, and I guess the maybe the better word for it is curing than storing. So basically what you're looking to do is put your garlic in a relatively warm, like room temperature, dry place where it's spread out, lots of airflow, a fan really helps, um, and you're trying to dry it out as much as you can so it's stable and it doesn't, you know, it, it's not going to be molding or anything like that. That's the, the short version. I could keep going, but if we're running out of time, that's the basics. Okay. Thank you. So I just have the one last question. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, what is your personal favorite way to eat garlic? I, I really like uh, garlic butter on bread. That's one of my favorite things. If you just saute the garlic in, in a, a lot of garlic like a couple of heads of garlic, a couple of full bulbs of garlic and a big thing of butter and uh, get it nice straw colored and uh, put it on bread, garlic bread. That's probably my favorite. Nice. Well, you make some amazing garlic and I, I love it. So um, thank you. Thanks. So much it's, for it's probably our favorite thing to grow. So, Oh, is it really? Wow. Well, thank you so much, Bo. I really appreciate you taking the time today. Thank you, Kari. It was fun talking to you. And thank you to KFSK and the Friends of Petersburg Libraries for making today's show possible.